Hey, this is Alejandro Aguilar. If you hear Arsenal win, that's fake news. You're listening to that DU football show. See, that's a double-dosed thing. She played it because you, Rob, are an <laughs> Arsenal fan, but she also played it because Man United beat Everton this week. And she's in the background giggling her ass off because she's so proud because she didn't lose and she doesn't have to do my lord, and we have to start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, fellow pro-Arsenal agendist, but far more sexier, my buddy Rob. Rob, how you doing, man? I'm, I'm well. I'm looking forward to this shot of Malort. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, you, you, you are friends Said with Sam. No you, one ever. You're, you're friends <laughs> with Sam. You already know the gig. You're an Arsenal guy. She's in, she's Villa. She's really fucking proud of herself already. <laughs> in fact, she's a bit too chesty already to start the show. Uh, we're recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Rob, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Yeah, you can reach us on all the socials at DU Football Show, or you can email us at DU Football Show at gmail.com. Lovely. Much better than Mr. Graham, by the way. Um, Rob does not work in the wine and spirit industry, but I do. But I also know for a fact that Rob happens to really like whiskey, and he's a fellow gin head like myself. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. We got a fun one this week. Rob, what are we drinking? We do. It's uh, Jay Rieger's whiskey. It's out of uh, Kansas City. They were actually, uh, they produced over a hundred different alcoholic products when they originated uh, back in the 1800s. And they served about 250,000 subscribers for mail-in delivery service before Prohibition uh, eventually forced them to close. Um, and they came back uh, officially in 2014. And one of the things that makes them special is they do a, uh, they call it a pre-Prohibition style um, is they add a trace amount of sherry to their whiskey, mm-hmm. um, and it's a quite quite lovely whiskey. It's a uh, <clears throat> comes in at ninety two proof. You can find it on the shelves for anywhere between thirty two and forty dollars, and I highly recommend the whiskey. Yeah, it's fabulous. The so it was it was referred to as rectification um, because you kind of needed to amp up the whiskey a little. Whiskey quality wasn't you know, what it is today. There weren't rules and regulations to go along with it. Pre-prohibition, um, let alone post-prohibition, there was some, but also post-prohibition, there wasn't a lot of whiskey to go around. So you kind of needed to make it young because you had to hurry up and sell it because people were clamoring for it. So what you do is throw a little wine in it and that'll help cover up the bases. Right. Um, <clears throat> this is another one of those uh, Dave Pickerel brands. This is one of the... Um, Ones that he actually owned a piece of ownership in and was uh, was integral in bringing back this brand. And, uh, and just as a lover of all things history, this was one of those kind of brands that Dave always had near and dear to his heart. And really, it just it's lovely stuff. It's, uh, I believe, um, a little bit of bourbon, a little bit of rye. Both, both the bourbon and the rye are straight, so that means they're a minimum of two years old, but they're both actually four-year-old whiskeys. And then um, a mix of a corn whiskey, and corn whiskey, in difference to what a bourbon is, a corn whiskey is a minimum of 80% corn in the mash build. Most bourbons, everybody knows over 51%. What you don't know is most of them rarely exceed 70%. You know, you right. normally mix in a lot of other grains. So with a corn whiskey, predominantly corn and always aged in used oak. It's not allowed to be in new oak at all. It always has to be aged oak. So right. 
but yeah, that's damn good stuff. It's the first time I've ever had a chance to uh, put liquid to lips, and I really, really? like it. So, awesome. All right, kids, let's have a good show. Cheers. Wow, listen to that. Nice good clinks and everything. I love it. Mm. All right, so ideally everybody thinks we're going to talk about the uh, big clash of uh, big clubs, but we're not. <clears throat> Been a while since we've seen the top of the table change three times over the course of a weekend. And what's crazier, Rob... It could have been five fucking times it, it changed it over the course of the yeah. weekend. Southampton 2, Newcastle 0, Tottenham 1, West Brom 0, Leicester 1, Wolves 0. Um, Hassan Hoodle has the Saints fucking humming right now. I mean, they are a well-oiled machine. Yep. Yep. And uh, stop the count. <laughs> that was that was so brilliant that yeah, i saw that from uh southampton on their official twitter page had the table and just a picture of the table it just said stop, stop the, the counts count. <laughs> yeah, who, who would have thought you know yeah i, I mean uh, you hate to go back and and revisit but the nine nothing defeat would normally get most managers fired and yet somehow he was able to galvanize a team. They completely responded to him. Yep. And there's there's faults in their system. There's cracks. There's ways you can beat them and be had at them. And, and again, I do question depth on their team, but the system works. It works hard. Everybody's bought into it. You listen to the players talk post-game. They're post-match. I mean, they're really, really bought in. Yep. And their pressure isn't a full frontal assault. They do these little zones, right? It's like three people. So it's the striker, the winger, the outside midfield winger, and the central midfielder are a block of three. They attack the the outside right midfielder and right wing back of the opposing team's defense. Yep. Boom. Mm-hmm. Hard pressure here. Hard pressure there. These little pockets that bounce all over the place. I, we did mention with injuries, we were like, oh, if you lose somebody, you know, you're going to be in trouble. Well, they lost Danny Ings. They've lost Danny Ings for probably the better part of six weeks. They found goals. Yep. That wasn't a problem, was it? Yeah, I mean, Walcott's playing really well for them mm-hmm. right now. Armstrong with a, a solid finish mm-hmm. there. I mean, they could have won that game well more than 2-0. Oh, God, yes. I mean, God, it could have yes. easily been four, yeah, they, given their chances. Well, yeah, I, credit where credit's due. Darlow had himself oh, a for sure. match in, yeah, the, for in sure. the net for uh, for Newcastle, and couple that with you know McCarthy himself had a worldly of a save too uh, in the second half. The little dinker that he just put right back up over the bar that yeah. was gorgeous. Yeah. How about their first goal though? <sighs> that one timer off yeah, of that Walcott pass. Oh man! Well, and especially considering Darlow makes an amazing save off of off of uh, Che Adams right off the jump. Yep, and. Newcastle loses the ball. Yeah, what were they doing? R- right. That's just that, that's that's kid soccer that you learn to get, get rid of it. Well, and for somebody like Che to have the wherewithal as a you know as a striker to just forget that you just had a great save made against you two seconds ago. We stayed in the play. And just yep. boom, put it right in the back of the net. Yep. You get sometimes you can't like. I mean, you used to be a striker. You can't let yourself linger on the missed shot. You mm-hmm. just have to forget about it because if you if you linger on it, you're going to fuck up again and again, yep. and it just repeats on top of itself. Um, surprising, Hassan Hoodle's defense has looked fantastic since that nine nothing defeat. They, I believe, the most goals they've given up since that game back in um, January is three in a match, and that's only happened once. Right, it's pretty much one or nothing, or maybe two on occasion. Just really playing their asses off. Let's kind of look real quick at um, Newcastle. Is, is Bruce already worn out his welcome with that team? I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got pieces. Yeah, he I, has talent. Like he's got players. Yep. It, 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 I mean, their their performance is uh, the likes of you know Arsenal this week. It's uninspired, <laughs> lazy. There's just no passion uh, that I can see. Um, by the way, <laughs> by the way, boys and girls, get ready for a different pro Arsenal agenda <laughs> where Sam tries to pigeonhole everything into how well Arsenal does. Rob is going to compare every shitty performance to Arsenal somehow. <laughs> the yeah. irony that my daughter, my eight year old daughter, was learning about realistic fiction is <laughs> <laughs> it's here. Yeah. The, the yeah, I, I tell you, the 
you you have you get players like um, Wilson and Frazier from from uh, Bournemouth. Joe Linton's finally starting to come into play and do his job well, and it's like it almost feels like Bruce doesn't know how to be creative offensively. Right. You know, and there's pieces to do it. Uh, do I think that Newcastle is any legitimate trouble? No, I don't. I think they'll finish comfortably in 12th place like they typically do. I think they'll be fine. But at some point, if they want to go to the next level, new ownership or not, it's they got to move beyond what Bruce offers them as a head coach, because as like I said, as a manager, he just he he doesn't seem to offer anything creatively towards that team. Yeah, I mean, what does that say about Everton, though? What do you mean by that? I mean, last week, what oh, was the what was the score on that game? Uh, two to one loss. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would I would say in that regards, it has a lot to do with the fact that they didn't have Hamas or Richie. But then, of course, this past week oh, they had Hamas and they fucking lost River. as well. Yeah, you know. Um, all right, let's let's go ahead and move on to <laughs> Tottenham. Um, do you think Jose was on the side ra- sidelines rubbing his nipples as the match was going on because he was that aroused by what a boring drab nil nil affair it was until Harry Kane, Kane finally got the uh, the go ahead goal. He was either rubbing his nipples for that or the fact that he loves bananas and he could see nothing but bananas running around the field. That, that, <laughs> that, that kit is hideous. I could not. Uh, <laughs> mm. I love it. So you still have the hatred towards Spurs. That's good. Oh, yeah. You're self-loathing, fuck them, but, yeah. <laughs> but fuck Spurs. Yeah. Um, I, do we think think Spurs could figure out how to become a ruthless side. I mean, there's they have plenty. the pieces. They they should. So I know it's painful it will be painful for you to hear or say, but I've I've talked about just cuz it's your major rival. This is a season that they if they have any gumption or or toughness, they could fucking win this league. It's there for the taking. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would I just wonder do they like we know Jose knows how to win. We know that. Do the rest of them? It's hard to say. I mean, uh, I mean, you had uh, obviously Harry fucking Kane <laughs> um, basically bail them out of that game. That was gonna. That was headed to a nil nil draw. Um, I mean, you had Son miss a couple of sitters. I don't know what he was doing on that one mm-hmm. opportunity he had where he just stood there in the box with the ball for about ten seconds, decide what he wanted to do with it. Um, it's but yeah, simple. I mean, they, they, was, they have the pieces to be a really good team, and I think it all just comes down to how if, if Jose Mourinho can get these kids composed, then right. they have a chance. Uh, by the way, Son was thinking about the children, Rob. True, yeah, Rob, 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 look at me. The children, that's <laughs> what he was thinking about. The children. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, uh, West Brom, have you had a chance to see much of West Brom yet? No, not too much. Um, I mean, I, I I watched some of the game this weekend. Right. I mean, they a solid squad. Yeah, it's it seems like they. So last week when they played Fulham, they really looked toothless and did not have a very good match. But they've they've pulled out some draws now. But I'm wondering where's the victory? Right. When? Who do you finally beat? Who do you finally show up for and beat? And while. This is a nice game to go. We played our asses off and we got unfortunate. You know, it's you start to wonder, you got to start finding points somewhere because if you don't find points somewhere, you don't. It's not going to be anytime soon, though. I mean, they got what? Manchester United, Sheffield, Crystal Mm -hmm. Palace, and then Newcastle. So I think they could get Sheffield. I I mean, Sheffield's still winless. So if not December. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you got uh, Crystal Palace, West Brom, (laughs) and then. I mean, Man City and Aston Villa, those aren't looking too good for them. So uh, the the final match of the group here, um, Brennan Rodgers is not typically known to be one to coach a scrappy team. Normally, Brendan Rodgers is the type that wins games five to three, and it's all offense and it's crazy. So mm-hmm. where is this scrappy attitude coming from? Is it just the, you know, the post remnants of the, of the Leicester clubs of old that we you know the one that won the title or is Brendan Rogers turned over a new leaf and has a little more focus on, uh, on defense, defense and structure. 
I think it's the latter. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've been solid defensively. They haven't given up more than, well, I guess that West Ham game was their worst with right. 3 0 loss. Other than that, they're not giving up very many goals at all. And there's some, you know, Jamie Vardy's finding a way to score the, score goals. So right, I mean, well, it's what he what he did against you guys. Yep. It was they packed it in the entire game, and they got one ball out to Vardy, and boom! Wow, look at that back of the net. Like, yep. and and that's what I mean. He's he's classic at doing that. Now this is it was a it's an interesting match because also let's face it, Wolves are a hell of a side as well. So you're looking at this, you know, kind of an for the lack of a better term, an early season big match, you know, it's, you know, everybody always thinks meeting of the big six clubs. Well, I mean, frankly, if you're looking at the records from last year, these are two big six clubs. Like these were two teams that were right up there for battling for spots in Europe. And it was very much a chess match between Nuno and, uh, and, and Brendan Rogers. And, um, do you feel like the first penalty should have been called a penalty? And do you think the soccer gods looked down on the second one and that's why it got saved? Or what do you think of that first penalty? I, I think it was a, a clear penalty. I mean, it, it impeded a goal-scoring opportunity potentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't know unless it didn't get past his arm. Right. Um, if it was, if, if I was a defender, no, it's not a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I think from from an outsider's perspective, I think that should have been a penalty. Yeah, I think I think we're starting to look more at a uh, the the handball rule. They visit they, you know after that second week of the season. I'm sorry, third week of the season with the Everton Palace game and then the Newcastle Spurs game, where it was like anything that hit the arm was being called a handball. So now they're opening it up to a little more interpretation. But now every argument is, what's natural motion? Well, do you ever bother to think that maybe somebody is naturally putting themselves into a position where they know it's going to hit their arm? Oh, if I run like this, it'll hit my arm. And I could be like, well, I was running. Yeah. Yeah. My arm was swinging. That's what happened. uh, Personally, for me, I would rather it be what it is now than what it was, which was if it hits your arm, it's a penalty. I'd rather it be up to the referee's interpretation. Sure, VAR is there to give, have them take a second look, but let's let the ref fucking figure it out. I, it's that's not that's bad news for Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> and he worked it in again. Beautiful. <laughs> so, a couple of guys that I thought was really worth mentioning from um, Leicester in particular is uh, Fofana and uh, Mendy, who are both currently filling in for Sinuchu and uh, Ndidi. And it's like just next man up for them. When we're talking about, you know, throughout the season, there's been a lot of injuries. This is a team that has seen a lot of injuries and seems to be rolling along just fine with the next man stepping up. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Fofana, I I legitimately, he's 19 years old. This kid's going to be a stud defender. I mean, he's... He's gonna be sure he's gonna be prone to the occasional mistake being a kid, but he's got all the all the chops to be a fabulous back in a three back system. Yep. Oh, um, one last thought, just because we're looking at the you know looking at teams like Wolves and Leicester and Southampton and Spurs that all owned well Wolves didn't own a piece of the top spot this weekend, but. You look at those teams, and then Everton's already been at the top of the table, and then, of course, Liverpool's been at the top of the table. Do you think this year for the Prem is up for grabs, or do you think that ultimately, like, Liverpool will run away with it? I think it's up for grabs completely. Um, I see challenges with Liverpool. Um, I It's hard, man, because I, I, my team's 11th right now, so <laughs> I haven't really been concentrating on the top of the table. <laughs> <laughs> what does it take for me to be in 10th? I mean, you, I mean, Man City's in 10th right now. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, it's way too early, I think, to even yep. to even call anything right now. Yeah, uh, United just cracked the top 10 finally, I believe, right? Or are they still uh, sitting on the know, United's in uh, 14th yeah. at the so, moment. Yeah, with a win. Yeah. With a win. With, with a win. Yeah. With a win, they're still in 14th place. Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's too early, I think. To, right. But I think, yes, absolutely, it's up for grabs. I'm starting, I, I wasn't on Leicester at the start of the season because they won, but I didn't really feel they were winning convincingly. Well, now that I see that they're they're 
it's not a matter of necessarily needing to win convincingly. It's winning scrappy and it's yeah. following their system. I'm starting to believe danger, in Leicester sure. again. Mm -hmm. Now, they, the key thing for Leicester ultimately is can they put together a full season? Because And who knows what COVID does or does not do to your team, but they fell apart. Post-COVID, yeah. yeah, which was yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. Yep. So let's let's see what we have from them too. But it was fun. It was fun to see three teams that aren't normally in the top spot, especially one that you never see in the top spot. Yeah. Spurs. Yeah. Are the Manchester clubs back? Or is it just a good weekend for them? Manchester City won, Liverpool won, Manchester United three, Everton won. Um, frenetic game between City and Liverpool. I mean, that was up and down the field till they couldn't run anymore. Yeah, in my, in my opinion, it should have been uh, one nil to City. That penalty <laughs> was not a penalty. I, I, I uh, refraining from putting on my blue colored glasses. It was weak. There's a lot of soft in in Salah the week before got a pretty yeah, soft I mean, one too. We all know Mane is a very strong dude. Right. And I think it was Walker. Yeah. That who barely got him. Brushed his hip, mm -hmm. I think. And he flailed around. I, I just, it's 1 0 to City. Wasn't there a strong wind? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, man. to go along with good old Mr. Klopp. And it was right after, day. might I add, that Raheem Sterling was fouled legitimately fouled right right outside of the box on the opposite end that should have been a free kick so then if that's the case do you think it's because one stayed on his feet and the other one went absolutely down? sterling yeah. sterling stayed strong and didn't fall and didn't get the call and i think he easily could have if he flopped right so i i hinted at this before that you yourself used to play striker yep. and you're you're a bigger guy you know you're yep. you're over six foot you're over 200 you're a fucking brick house right um did you find that a lot of times for yourself when you were playing that you didn't get calls because you're a big guy and they weren't knocking you to the ground yeah, like you 100%. were percent yeah yeah 100 you get fouled you get hacked but because you weren't on the ground Just you weren't be getting a fucking called. man stay on your feet and play the game it's <laughs> that it. simple yeah yeah, uh, but it's not how the game's played anymore. No, if you if you feel it, you sell the and you sell get, the foul. You get the call. Yep. Yeah, I mean, sell the foul. And well, it's also something that I think gets very much overlooked in the Premier League as a whole. They'll look at a foul in the box and go, "Okay, it wasn't a penalty on VAR." Well, then where's the yellow for a dive? Right. There's right. no. There is. There's no, no yellow count no, yeah. cards being handed yeah. out for diving. You know, a, for a few years ago, they did it for a little bit. Like Barkley had been pigeonholed as a diver yeah. and was seen in some cards. And then Vardy got pigeonholed as a little while for as being a diver right. and started seeing some cards. But for the most part, no one really gets held accountable for, for diving. Nope. <clears throat> um, That's a whole, you could do a whole podcast episode on that issue on, alone right is is on the uh, uh on diving or yep. g going down or not going down from right. a foul yep. i was we'll say well jack got a card for that last year oh yeah that's right against uh against palace yeah. and the yeah var judged that he didn't get kicked in the leg even though he did get kicked in the leg and judged that he had dove and gave him a yellow card on the play that he scored on. And it yeah. was like, and Liverpool got a penalty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very true. Liverpool always gets a penalty. Now here was something that I found quite interesting is we talk about that frenetic pace. The last 20 to 15 minutes of that match kind of dull. Like it almost seemed like both tank cars just, Ran out of fuel. Yeah, they like, were just like, okay, we got to draw. Let's kind of like just play this one out. They didn't seem to have any legs left either. They yeah. both they both looked at just completely dead, which was funny. Prompted both managers, both managers after the match, to um, whine and cry about not having five subs, about when they get scheduled games. Klopp was very concerned about when Spurs had had to play. Yeah. Why are Spurs playing the lunchtime game when they played a game on Thursday? <laughs> like... When did you suddenly start giving a shit about Tottenham there, yeah, Klopp? We, we and then feel so bad for your success. Well, and then and then Pep doing the oh well, we need to be able to have five subs. Well, 
I simply, he's like, the league needs to need to approve it. Uh, we don't care what the other teams say. Well, the other teams don't have five subs. And you got into Champions League. You get paid handsomely for being in Champions League. You are supposed to take that money and go spend it on more players. So you can rotate your squad and have different people playing. And now you're going to tell us you don't have enough people playing? Shut the fuck up. We also have some injury concerns at the moment, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Now, now, uh, Kevin DeBrenia's uh, second, that his penalty, that was... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, mind you, there were worse penalty misses this weekend, but that one was pretty damn bad. It was really bad. So because of that penalty miss, do you think that City comes out of this feeling like point earned or two points lost? Two points lost. I don't think, I think if, you know, knowing Pep and the way he is and his Mm -hmm. mentality, there's no way that he, he's happy or satisfied with the end of that, with that result. What about Klopp? Do you think he's happy with the point earned and considering it was in their building in, in city's building? No, I think I have a very similar mindset. I mean, they're both top class managers, although I hate one of them more than the other, but I think, uh, you know, both, both one, they, that's one of the reasons they're both so successful is they have that drive and that passion to win. Mm-hmm. So I don't think either either team came out and was satisfied, right, with one point. Um, granted, it, it it could have been a three point swing instead of just a two. But so one last um, one last thing of interest to note was Liverpool has been a lot of talk of is Jota going to take over for for Firmino? Are Firmino days numbered? Klopp threw a little bit of a curveball and surprised everybody. Started both of them. Um, now that's adding a lot of offense and can take away from them centrally the midfield, and, yeah, and their sure. midfield. Yeah. Um, how long do you think he's going to be able to get away with playing both of them at the same time? Or do you think he's going to have to go to a more defensive holding midfield to kind of protect the fact that obviously they don't have the Dutch tulip currently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by, by the way, by the way, everybody, everybody, one moment, please. Moment of silence for the Dutch tulip. Thank you. Continue. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I, I don't know. I think, uh, I think there's a case to be made for both, both scenarios. Um, mm-hmm. I think right now, you know, given it, it was against city and they're a top class team, um, even though they're bottom half of the table right now, <laughs> um, I I don't know. I think uh, what your your point about it lose they're losing some of that midfield strength is a very fair assessment. And I don't know. I think uh, he's going to have to make a decision very quickly on on what to do with that. Yeah, agreed. Um, and and for me, I, Liverpool, I think. I don't. I know it's tough because neither one of Jota or Firmino are going to be your central defending, holding type midfielder. Right. Right. Well, um, and we, they're what just I, too creative of players. He, what it looked like they did was, is obviously Firmino kind of they went to a. It was like a four-two-three-one that they went to, and they put Salah up top by himself. But still, Salah's going to naturally go wide because that's where he likes to come out of. Yeah. And then they had Jota on one side. Um, uh, Mane on the other and Firmino mm-hmm. in the middle. Um, it, but Jota tends to be more of a central guy. So I'm, I'm just, I'm wondering if it's, you know, you go back to your three up top and then when you go to your three up top, it's Mane on one side, it's it's Salah on the other, and then it's either Jota or Firmino in that point spot. Right. And that's, that's where I start to wonder who do you go with and, and, I think people overlook the thankless work that Firmino does. Oh, now, for here, sure. here I am defending a Liverpool player, yeah. which I'm it's making my skin. All right, moving ball. on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but I, I do I do think that his where they where Liverpool fans want numbers, right? You sometimes have to look at the reason why Mane and Salah are double digit scores is because Firmino holds up the ball in the middle of the pitch, which opens up lanes for those two guys to score goals. So great, Jota scores goals, but it doesn't mean he's necessarily creating opportunity for the two 
big guns already. You know, yeah, just- I, I like to. So when when Olivier Giroud was in his heyday at Arsenal, mm-hmm. he was a perfect person to sit on the top of the eighteen, receive balls, and create production on either side right. of him. He was right. a solid central midfielder slash attacker, a striker. Right. Um, and he did that role very well, and I think that's Firmino's role at Liverpool. Yeah. So I think, for me, if I if I were Klopp, I would keep Firmino there in the middle and figure out a way to f- to work Jota in yeah. on either side. Um, All right, let's get to the inevitability. My shitty ass team. Uh, since being top of the table, we uh, drew Liverpool and have lost three straight. Woo! <laughs> Back to reality for a good old Everton. Quick early goal from uh, Bernard, and then it was a Bruno Fernandes show after that. Yep. It was all Bruno all day. I talked with one of my um, Manchester United fans, and I had said the key matchup was going to be Allen against Bruno, and it ended up not being that because Bruno was smart enough to go, oh, that guy in the middle, I'm going to stay the fuck away from him, and I'm going to go other places so he doesn't have to cover me. And he found plenty of openings to get to get his goals. That's for damn sure. Yep, he sure did. So, without Richarlison in eight matches, Everton are now zero wins, four losses, and four draws. And that's before, that's this season and last season as well. Oh, um, mm, so sad. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Appreciate it. Really, well, couldn't have happened to a better person. <laughs> I mean, Lindsay was calling it the kazoo curse, but yeah. I guess it's not that. No, because you. What won. is kazoo? It's uh, Carvana in England. Oh, uh, okay. That All you right. play by so no, yeah, those are the instrument. No, <laughs> They're really big in England. It's so kind Carvana of for England. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, Mel, you've contributed. You know what you need to do now. Uh, keep talking. Mute button. Mm. Oh, the mute button. I think you should leave it unmuted. Oh, you Talk know, as you please. The no. guest always gets his way. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, if you were here, you'd see my vein popping up. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Isn't this where Mel pours your shot of Malort, or is that later oh, in the show? You know what? I'd be I, happy to pour it. I already poured it. my oh, shot you already of poured oh, it. Did it oh. pour enough, though? Is that enough of a. I think that's, that's fair. Is it? I'm not going to ask for yeah, more. He's very that, lucky so. I didn't pour it. Yeah, Sam, actually, you? I could pour a little more. You are right. Uh, it's not up. It's not up to the. Uh, it's not up to. You're the supposed to little... keep the bar low, Sam, because I have to take one later I'm too. Supposed to be up to the tail of the. Uh, there you go. The horses. That so. looks. Uh, that looks a bit more correct. See, I and... produced you something—an accurate shot line. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'll go ahead and leave that bottle with you, so you can pour Rob's shot later. But uh, yeah, uh, that was pretty shitty. Um, it's very obvious now. I mean, uh, obvious. I, you know, I was enamored with the start of the season. Everton still has a ways to go, and it's not necessarily that they don't have pieces that are going to make them a good side because they do, and they have looked good. Uh, but they certainly need more depth, and they need a little bit more. Um, they need the next man to step up. Like where we were talking about how Lester, the next man has stepped up Mm -hmm. in the case of Everton, next man has not stood up. Right. Please Marishi, whatever it was you did. And that Gilfie Sigurdsson has photos of just admit to it. So we don't have to play him anymore. (laughs) Just admit to it. We'll forgive you. We're forgiving society. Well, you know, just, Give a heartfelt apology. We'll forgive you. You take the power away from Gilfie with the pitchers, and we keep on moving. Fuck you, world. I'm doing this shot. Mm. That looks like it tastes so good. <laughs> yeah. Bitter, much like me, an Evertonian. <laughs> Looking to uh, Manchester United real quick. The team steps up, plays well for Ole, gets a win. Why prolong the inevitable? He's gone. He's not the guy for the job, right? I mean, we're we're convinced of this, right, Rob? He's not the guy. Who knows anymore? Honestly, like, he should have been gone long ago, in my opinion. Right. He should have even made it to the, the season. But yet here he is. And I don't know. I think uh, we have uh, a couple of weeks here before um, the inevitable does happen. Um. I mean, their next their next fixtures are what West West Brom and Southampton are the next two, right? I think so. Southampton will give them a game. Yeah, I mean, look in the Champions League, you got PSG coming up. Who they beat? Who right, they beat right, like. right. Um, so I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. Um, oh, you're the best. 
Well, it's not till later. I'm I just know. putting it over but here. Still, for I now. like the quantity. I mean, I'm honest. Appreciate that. I wouldn't have been honest with you. I shot Sam. No, of course not. Now you can hit the fucking mute button. Yeah, but segment's over. Back to Manchester. I don't think it matters to be honest right now. Yeah, Uh, I think it's bigger than the manager at this point. Um. Well, what about the 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 side itself? It seems like there's plenty of talent there. Why isn't it? You know, why is it just not clicking? Then is it the wrong pieces for the puzzle, or or what do you think it is? I don't know, man. That's why I'm sitting here and not out there. I do love the fact that this is an audio medium, and I just get Rob throwing his arms up there like, the fuck I know. (laughs) Give two shits about Manchester United. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. I mean, seriously, there was no other way to end that segment. He he covered all the bases right there. I gotcha. I was looking at comments in from our subscribers. Oh, very good. So, Villa 3, Arsenal 0, West Ham 1, Fulham 0, Brighton 0, Burnley 0, Chelsea 4, Sheffield 1, Palace 4, Leeds 1. Um, so, how about that Chelsea game? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> great result for Arsenal last week. It seems like you're turning the corner. You go to, you, you go to Old Trafford, you Beat a, a, a long time foe in maybe not the prettiest fashion, but yeah, for the you, first time in a long time win. at Old Trafford, yeah. you win at Old Trafford. You yep. fucking shut them out, like you did. You did the business, mm-hmm. and then you shit the fucking bed. You looked lifeless yesterday. Uh, let's put it nicely. Wow. I, I mean, <laughs> shitting the bed is. I mean, I mean, the commentators what? were alluding to it half a dozen times. I don't understand. Arsenal is so much better than Villa. <laughs> and at what point does yeah, it, it stop showed, being a it? fluke? I mean, at what point does it stop being a fluke for Villa? For Villa? Well, I mean, it's, it's, within the first minute. I mean. Well, I mean, just like every, the whole commentators in the whole game is like, wow, Arsenal's just losing. You know, it's Arsenal's fault they're losing, not Villa's, you know, doing really well. See, I, I, so, I, I disagree with that. Yeah. Um, I'm just I, like, I I'm just going based off the commentator's attitude. Well, no, I, I, I appreciate is, is what they good? were trying to do for us as Arsenal fans, <laughs> right. but that's not what happened. I mean, let's be realistic about right. it. Um, there, there was no sense of urgency. Mm. There was no organization. There was no, not, there's nothing. It was just a blank shit show mm-hmm. of, if you could call it football, sure. It was nothing. There, there was no reason... <laughs> For that to happen, first of all, especially coming off of last week's win, right? Where you're like galvanized, you're you're thinking, "Fuck, we're going to be a good team this year." We're, we're, you know, we've had our flops here and there, Mm -hmm. which can happen. But with such a huge win against Manchester United, Mm -hmm. you're thinking Aston Villa is just a shit team that we're going to shit all over, right? Um, If if we played the way we did against Manchester United, we would have. but you know what? Forty seconds in, you guys score, mm-hmm. and it gets called back. Which I thank you, VAR, I guess. But it sh- shouldn't have been disallowed. Should have been a goal. Yeah. Um, so it should have been four nil easy. And I think that was. It's crazy to say, but that was the turning point in the game. Forty seconds in. Oh yeah, it was it, uh, it established. It was like, yeah. oh, we're here to play. Uh, Are Aston you? Is here to fucking play, and I don't. Arsenal didn't this, do anything to respond the to the stats, it. but Villa has now scored sixteen goals this season, and mm-hmm. Arsenal scored nine. Yeah, does that sound right? Sounds about right. I just remember again that's a stat I heard, and. Uh, yeah. So that was what, it. I just want to brag about what, that. What Villa needs to get out of the way We've of, learned unfortunately, how to score. We've learned how to score. Everybody thinks that they're the Villa of last year. And yeah. we're not. They are not the Villa of last year. Right. They fixed exactly the problems they needed to fix. They fixed them. Stop, <clears throat> stop, stop assuming they're the team that escaped by one point. They're not that team. They are clearly not that team. And where you, Rob, talked about how hapless and disorganized you looked, they were the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Yep. They were clinical. Yep. They knew exactly what the fuck, like, I mean, that the, the Ollie Watkins goal was a perfect example of that. You know, Barkley cutting through the box, just about to go out of bounds, puts a dart into the center, and Watkins sacrifices everything and just puts a head onto the ball. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. I mean, 
that's that's the kind of goals you go fucking nutso for as as a footballing fan. As a fan of your, you love seeing your club score those kind of goals. Yep. You know. Yeah, no, and our defense is, was was in shambles. I mean, there was multiple times in the game that Aston Villa had possession either inside of our box mm-hmm. or just outside of the eighteen, mm-hmm. and our defenders just bouncing around waiting for him to make a move and not pressuring the ball to make them make a mistake or whatever. Just letting them basically play their game without mm. having any pressure put on them. Which again, crazy going into the match. Guess who the best defensive fucking team in the fucking league was? Right. Arsenal fucking yeah. football club. Right. Yep. And then they completely capitulated. Yep. Re- I, it was just, it was such a baffling game to watch. Yeah, I mean, so the the Europa League game earlier in the week against Mold, uh, or however you pronounce it, mm-hmm. I think it was Nor- Norwegian. I think. Yes, Norwegian side. Mold scored first. Yeah, it was one 0 and you're like, shit. This is, you know, it was like a, a we're back to the old Arsenal ways with, under Unai Emery, where we just couldn't figure shit out. Right. And then they ended up scoring four goals and got. Squeak, it's still a squeaker of a game. Like, it, it didn't look good in that game at all. Right. Um, and then for this week to happen, it's just extremely discouraging as an Arsenal fan to, to see that happen in the way that it happened. Because we've added pieces that, I know, I, I liked most of our signings. Oh, yeah. Uh, Partey is, is yeah, going I, to be I mean, a fabulous Gabriel player. Gabriel is a solid defender. I don't right. I mean... So I don't know what our problem is. I don't know if it's, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just at a, I'm pissed. I'm not lost. Is it, for, is it just parody of league? Is it the fact that it's a much tighter schedule? Everybody's got a lot more games to play. Could it be just all of that? Yeah. I mean, I maybe mean, we underestimated Aston Villa. Yeah. And yeah. Very simple. We got our ass handed to us. Yeah. Very, very simple. Uh, um, you know, notice one thing that I would like to give a ton of credit to uh, Mr. Arteta for. Did not bitch at all about having the game on Thursday. Right. Didn't bitch about it. Unlike, unlike Klopp and Pep, who were, well, and also uh, Schulzeyer bitched and moaned about it as well. So you Arteta know. played in that. Like, so he he played in Champions League. He played that heavy schedule. So I th- hmm. I don't think he he knows. Like, it, you just have to deal with it. Right. Players got to play. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it. it is, and the manager's got to manage. And that's, that's one of the reasons I like him is mm-hmm. he's, all about the business. So, okay. So that, then that being concerned, you're not at all frustrated with what Arteta's trying to do, the culture he's trying to bring. Is it more than just, Hey, there's just pieces of this puzzle that need to be changed out. Like I like some of the guys we have, there's some guys that could work, but there's still changes we have to make to this team. I, I, I am at the point where, so I initially, you know, I, I think I was pretty vocal about how, I was excited about Mikel Arteta and what mm-hmm. he initially brought to the club, and I, I, I'm still there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope he has the guts or, or the brains to figure out why performances like yesterday or, or Sunday mm-hmm. happen and, and address it and fix it. And that's where I think we still need to give him some time because he's still very fresh into the squad, and he has signings that are he's still getting used to and I, and I think like Partey he needs to figure out the Premier League a little bit more same with mm-hmm. Gabriel so I think I, I'm I'm on the 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 side of giving him some more time to figure right. shit out um I don't I I love the guy still yeah. um so I, I just wait and see kind of thing for me uh I think that Arsenal as a team is very very lucky that they did not have a game this week that it went to international break because if they had a game this weekend um somebody tells me that today they'd had a really hard practice oh for sure in tuesday they'd had a really hard practice for sure in yeah. wednesday when they were studying film they would have gotten their asses chewed yep. out yep. like yep. <laughs> something tells me just is as kind of classy and very sophisticated Arteta seems. He seems like the kind of guy too that I'll take in the back room old and, guy. And, yeah. and beat the fuck out of you for not playing. And, and well. I and I hope that is the case, and I hope that continues. So Mel, I was going to say, put the papers down. We're not on to the next game. I, yet I know. So Rob, being the honorable man that he is, figures he's out a shot. I appreciate that word. What honorable? honorable? Absolutely, Rob. You're one of the most often. honorable men I know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Che- cheers to Arsenal being shite and to Ar- Aston Villa. Thank you. Uh, not being shite. Uh, yeah, I guess not being shite. <laughs> not being shite. So eloquently said. I did not miss that. Yeah, it's been a while since you've had that bad boy, isn't it? Goes it goes through your nostrils like a fucking dragon. <laughs> It's that bile taste that always gets me. That just sticks around with you. It's like like if you left fucking diarrhea for a week and then filtered it and poured it in a bottle. (laughs) God. (laughs) All right. Um, Moving on to the next match. Uh, West Ham tried to give it away because they came out swinging and couldn't seem to put the ball in the back of the net. And they, of course, got hit with a late penalty. But... Thank God for Anatola Lookman. West Ham wins 1-0. You, you saw the penalty, right, Robbie? I did not. I, oh, my God. Okay, so um, right at the end of the match, um, and here's the crazy thing. Mitrovic was on the pitch. So I guess Mitrovic, because he had missed his last penalty, he passed up and let Lookman take it. I don't know if Lookman picked up the ball and was when my penalty now is the new guy in pulling a Kevin Morales, as I like to call it. He did the stutter step run up and tried to do the dink chip down the middle. And he mishit it. (laughs) And it dinked and fell the keep. So um, Fabianski steps wide and just literally just put out his hand and caught it as it bounced haplessly towards him. You're a team that is down around the relegation zone. You are brand new to the team. This is the first penalty you are taking for the team. It is in the 95th minute of a game that you now have an opportunity to uh, to steal a point from. You walk up to that ball and you kick it as hard as you fucking can yeah. through the back of the fucking net. Yep. That is what you do. Yeah, you do a now is not the time. <laughs> yeah. Now is not the time to be cute. People will forgive you for skying it over the fucking bar more so than they will for you trying to be a cheeky little fucking yep. uh, bastard yep. Yep. and try to do that little dinky shit. Yep. I, yeah, I'm looking at the notes now. It looks like West Ham scored in the 91st minute, yeah. and then they yeah. were awarded that penalty in the 98th minute. Yeah. It was That's so wild. So mm-hmm. the so West Ham came out of the gates. They were insane. I mean, all over them. They had four or five opportunities, honestly, in the first ten minutes. Um, in fact, my bet missed because Gerard Bowen didn't decide to put in a header right on the top of the six that was right on his head with the goalkeeper in no man's land. He went whoop, put it completely yeah, wide. Yeah. So thank you for fucking up my bet you still won the game good for you you got your three points i lost i lost the chance at three hundred dollars fuck yourself for the most part it was pretty back and forth for the rest of the match there was a few opportunities for fulham and a few opportunities for for west ham but you always kind of felt like west ham deserved the game so when they got that goal in the 91st you're kind of like okay well the right the right team's ahead right and then that penalty happens, and and you're like, oh, damn, Fulham's going to escape. Fulham's going to fucking escape. They're going to fucking escape with a point. Right. And then Lookman walks up and does that, and you just go, oh, you feel like a dumbass, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, um, you, gotta, you have to at least try. Because uh, I, I, I missed a very important penalty in my high school career. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this Yes, story. I do. Yeah. I do remember this. Yeah. Graham would be... Very happy to tell that story again. Right. Well, and you missed it because you skied it because you kicked it too hard. No, right? nope. I, I hit the post. Oh, you hit the post. Yeah, but, but I, I you, tried. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I went bottom that's, right. and That's not something your teammates are going to get mad at you about. Your teammates are patting you on the back going, fucking bad luck. Yep. That's the way. Th- I guarantee you, Lookman's teammates were not what consoling yeah. him yep. Yep. in, no, they were not yep. consoling him. That was the fuck dude for real. Yeah. Like we, why, why are you trying to get on the highlight reel? Right. Like score the fucking goal, asshole. Yep. Get us we, the point. Big thing, very important to notice is that on Friday, Brighton Hove Albion and Burnley FC. They played a game. Exactly. A professional football match. Professional? In, in the English Premier League. <laughs> what Was it professional? 
Thus concludes our coverage okay, of cool. Brian Noble right. right. versus Burnley. <laughs> For real, that's what you get. Nothing else. Um, Blades get the early goal and then get bulldozed by fucking Chelsea. Yikes. Do you think Tammy has finally made enough of a claim that he should be starting every single week? Mm. He's... they. They buy all these pieces, right? They buy all the new shiny toys and they forget Tammy Abraham was scoring them a bunch of fucking goals last season. Right. When they were on fucking restriction, he was getting it done for them. And they started this season and they've had a lot of slip ups. Yeah. And it seems like he's fucking bailing them out quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, like, can't argue that. Him, Mason Mount, like those guys, they, they should be playing. They should be playing. Yep. They should be playing. Yeah. Although I will say, uh, Zayak from Ajax, who's mm-hmm. finally now healthy and playing. He's a stud. Yep. It's what's interesting about his play. It's not, it's not the sexy goals. Now he got a, a, he's, he's scored of course, but it's these probing through balls Mm -hmm. that just makes a defense now have to address him, which means when a winger has to come out and be on him, wingback has to come out and be on him. That just means there's one more lane to get into. There's another place to get like his, and he holds the ball well out there. I am really where I'm not so much on Kai Horvats yet. I'm really impressed with Zayak. Yeah. I mean, so uh, a, a prime example, I think it was early in the game. Um, he had the ball, on the wing and Tammy Abraham was smart enough to just kind of like hold back and wait instead of pushing the, the five, the six yard box. Mm-hmm. And he had a literally Sheffield defense was in shambles. Most of the, that game, <laughs> uh, they were chasing the ball. They weren't covering. They're were like playing like a, a pseudo man slash zone type defense. And the zonal marking always works out. And Chelsea was breaking it down very easily. You could see the gaping holes in the box where oh, yeah. Abraham was just sitting there waiting for the ball, and he was getting service. Yep. Um, I, I like the fact that they're starting to figure out a way to get Timo Werner and Tammy on the mm-hmm. pitch at the same time. I I think that that's the right call. I know you spent a lot of money on Kai Havertz. I'm not sold on why he's yeah. in that lineup. I'm not sold on why you needed to buy him in the first place other than it's allegedly um, – Russian tyrant money that just goes, I need new toy, allegedly. Yep, right. Remember, anything we say about the owner of Chelsea is alleged because yeah. <laughs> we, we, we allegedly don't want hitmen to come here and have a discussion with us, allegedly. <laughs> um, I don't want to find the chicken hanging from a tree. No, no, allegedly. All the alleged. <laughs> um, Rob, with, with the blades, do you, and this is a question that I've asked everyone. And so for Blades fans that are listening, I don't want you to think that I'm hammering on you, but I've asked Graham this. I've asked uh, Alan this. I asked Russ this, and now I'm going to ask Rob this just because I'm trying to get a pulse on it. Do you think the Blades have been figured out, Rob? Seems that way. Do you think they're in trouble? For relegation? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, th- I think they have enough that they're going to stay up. Um I, I I'm not I sold hope so if- because I have McGoldrick on my fantasy team, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't start him this week because I didn't think he'd score. And yeah, he scored. Um, go back and look at your fantasy stuff. We'll talk about this at the end, but I yeah. think they're just putting the best eleven results because I was beating JB JB McConville. Are, are they J-Bay? swapping the low, I, the low out for the uh-huh, high on sub? Yep, yep, I think they are. Which, which then, which then he got me one whole point. So maybe, uh, <laughs> which, which great. So my guy, my guy was Jesus who was on the bench who I didn't start. Oh yeah. He, so I, I got him, but I'd much rather not have had him on the team on the field and had the win right. as opposed to have him on my team and have the loss. The loss yeah. So, all right, going on to the next one. Um, palace score really quickly and really shock leads. And then you find yourself with the called back goal. Okay. Bamford's goal, right? Yeah. yeah. The arm is off sides, but the arm is pointing where that's he wants dumb, the man. ball. That, that's a goal. <laughs> like, 10 times out of 10. And and that changed the game. I mean, that's uh, it. The game completely it changed. changed. Yeah, it, it, you know, if you look at the scoreline, it's like one of those, oh, look, welcome to the Premier League leads. But no, it was literally VAR ruined this game, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it, it took the sales out of Leeds completely. Well, credit credit to Palace. 
take advantage of that. Oh, true. Yeah, and, they, but, and they got the second goal to go up two nothing. Been able to take advantage of that, right? It should have been one one, and if I mean, you scored he, your second goal, it would have been he, two one. Stuck his arm out to say that play me basically. Yeah, play me the ball. Right, and his entire body, other than his hand, is onside. Yeah. So how you is his pointing? hand? His <laughs> hand is not an advantage to the play. Right. And if if you're gonna tell me that him pointing to where he wants the ball is an advantage, I think you're stretching a little. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> I There's think no way. Like, it's not like his body was ahead of the defender. It just... Oh, I, I, if, if, if I... You know, props to Bamford. If it was me and I scored a goal and I had VAR disallow that goal, I would have gotten a red card. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who do not know, um, we talk about Sam getting uh, cards for just like cracking a guy and walking off the pitch and going, yeah, 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 I know I'm getting carded, right? Well, Rob would get cards in a different manner. I don't like refs. <laughs> Rob would have like not get called because again, bigger guy running down the pitch, getting hacked in the leg. Rob would just at some point turn around and look at the ref and go, at some point, you have to fucking make a call. Seriously. One fucking call. That, that just seems one. a lot nicer than and, the way I said and, it. And he would just keep <laughs> talking this way to the ref until he's like, you understand you're a fucking asshole, right? And then finally give him the red card. He'll be like, that's what I was looking for. And walk right the fuck off the Yeah, and, and my reputation preceded me because I think at one point it was Chile that would uh, hand me the red card prior to the game. Go put that in your and sock. He, put, he made me put it in my sock and he said, just hold on to that for later. And <laughs> Right. I think there was one game I actually did have to give yeah. myself a red card. Right. You reached into your sock, pulled out the red card, raised it in the air, it handed it to the ref and walked off the bench. <laughs> um, Absolutely brilliant. Now I will say we're, we're talking about the welcome to the premier league leads. That is certainly not the case, but no. the, the crazy all over the place, just mad genius of Bielsa, right? Yeah. Um, it is starting to be figured out. Yeah. It's they have four losses. So you can't just keep saying, well, the league can't handle this. Well, you're now three wins with four losses. And in those four losses, three of them, you gave up 12 fucking goals. Yep. Yep. So it's a, it, a big problem. Right. While I'm still quite enamored and just bewildered by the in just insanity that is Bielsa. I'm mm -hmm. just, he's fascinating to me. At the same time, Leeds. You gotta figure something out. Time to get your shit together. Yep. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. Uh, everyone hit but Grant. No, that was not a, no, I, I still have the old fucking uh, notes up here at the beginning. I oh, suck. Oh, what a professional. Professional. You know, I am not. I could be super cool and cut this out of the show, but we both know I'm not going to. You know what you should put into the show? Mm. Mute button mute until button, you talk yeah. about Kitty. <laughs> yes, there we go. Um, yeah, I missed, uh, unfortunately, because Bowen didn't score. Uh, Graham missed, which makes me happy. And Pat hit on a piece of his bet, so he took away a little bit of the uh, of the damage. He's now uh, down 560 instead of being down. Us. I have a hot tip. Yes. Pat is apparently now betting on girls' gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me. Um <clears throat> Your boy is still up 220. Like I said, I missed my bet. And the Hammers won and Bowen didn't score. But you know what, Rob? Big Sam's lock of the week. 37.5% of the time. Works every time. Yes, it does, <laughs> baby. It is a tried and true method. Now, that segment was pretty much a train wreck. And that's why we give you more here at the DU Football Show. We give you Kitty the Chicken. That wasn't even worth me muting the mute button waiting for this segment. But uh, <clears throat> Kitty, like all of us, was stunned by the Palace win and finds herself at three and five. Now, we are all in the process of building and painting the chicken's new coop. And so Kitty used up some of her miles and sighed to get away and clear her head. Now, I did get a pic of her on a beach with a tiki drink. And I clearly saw a foxtail waiting in the back of her bungalow. Oh, shit. Marty going on a little international and we break. I know that Jamie has retired from international duty. 
So I can only suppose the two of them are getting a little getaway. The heart wants what the heart wants, man. Kitty loves her some Jamie fucking Vardy. That's all there is to it. I wonder what Jamie's wife thinks about all of this. Maybe she's chicken open-minded. I don't know. Anyways, my duty is to remind you to remember to gamble legally and responsibly. All right. Things that are important. Um, I lost. Oh, well. So I'm four and four. I'm average. But I'm better than Graham, who also got his ass whooped by her highness. Um, <laughs> Robbie, how did you do this week? On what? On uh, fantasy. Oh, please. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Dude, my, my fantasy team is in shambles. I'm, you won. <laughs> you you beat Russ, who beat me. No, I lost. Uh, last week, you beat Russ. Uh, your gunner tech. Yeah, you beat him 41 to 28. No. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, I'm looking at it right now. You beat Russ 41 to 28. Dude, so when I, th- they must be swapping players then. Yeah, that's what I... Cause because when I looked at the at, in, in the last game, I was losing, and I didn't have anybody <laughs> playing at the time. Right. Well, that was what I was saying, because when I was looking at the initial lineup against me oh, and fuck JP, you, Russ. Liverpool uh, takes the L. I like it. <clears throat> yeah, looking at, uh, looking at my lineup against uh, JB, I had thought I won. And then I saw the results and I noticed that like Gabrielle Jesus that was on my bench was suddenly in the lineup, which wow, okay. makes no well, sense. You know, that, that's um, a good thing. The big thing. Let's look at the big, the big stuff. Uh, Carlos Brow, our boy Brody, still at eight and O and rolling. Uh, Smokey now finds himself in second place at six Oh and two and third place is Ray. Our Manchester United supporter has uh, very quietly worked himself up to Five wins, one draw, and two losses. He got a fucking draw? Who did he draw? He drew, oh, he drew Taylor. There we go. I remember that. And then in last place, unfortunately, is our boy Chris Firehawk. I'm thinking, Rob, and, and tell me what you think of this. I was possibly considering that maybe I get a, um, do one of the fantasy apps, like, uh, you know, the daily betting sites. I'm, I'm forgetting the name of one of them, but like where you do your daily fantasy mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe setting up account for DU football show and whoever comes in last place has to play an entire season of fantasy golf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and or actually, base, and or ha- baseball. No, no, fantasy golf. Because <laughs> it's something like fantasy golf or fantasy NASCAR, something really fucking trivial. And then and then they have to post. Hey, hold know. on. Why do you have to come for NASCAR in your rant? Go back to golf. I'm a golf fan and I'm fucking. What, when did you become a NASCAR fan? Dude, I'm from Kannapolis, North Carolina. Did you never hear the story growing up in my grandparents' house? You had a picture of my grandparents, their their parents. You had my dad and his brother and his sister, the grandkids, and Dale. It wasn't until I was in college that I realized that that guy wasn't actually a member of my family. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yes. So, yeah. You learn something new every day. I had to start watching NASCAR to have anything in common to talk about with them. Gotcha. What else we're going to talk about? All right. Politics. Fair enough. Come Fair enough. on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think an entire season. Whoever comes in last place, they have to do an entire season of like fantasy golf, and then have to post it on the DU, <laughs> the Drunken United FC page every week. How their uh, week goes. I think Fanduel. Fanduel does daily yeah. fantasy. Yeah. Or DraftKings. Uh, yeah. DraftKings or, yeah. draft yeah. or yeah. Fan like and do a and and set up a a page and just whoever comes in last, we give them the sign in information and we go, you have to do fantasy golf for an entire season <laughs> and you have to tell us how it that went. That sounds tedious and amazing <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, but nobody would follow through with that. We have to figure something out that they just can't back out of. Nah, I, it's I, very easy just to forget about playing fantasy. Well, not if it has to be a weekly post. Well, it's simple. It's simple. We're a 16 team league. That's the max. Yeah. You don't do that. You're gone. Right. Right. You're, you're gone. Yeah, Cause you, there's other people if, waiting. If, to if, play. You yeah. stay, yeah. if you want to stay, if you want to stay, you got to do fantasy golf for a year and post it on the Drunker United FC page. So we can all mock you incessantly. <laughs> all right. Well, that about wraps it up, boys and girls. Uh, Robbie, thanks so much for joining, buddy. I Thank appreciate you. it. No, thanks for having me. Uh, you got some parting words for us? Yeah. I'd just like to give a, a big shout out to all the veterans out there, uh, active, retired, inactive, all that good stuff. Um, we got Veterans Day coming up this week. Um, I know I'll be pouring myself a glass in honor of the, the, the 
fellow veterans I've served with and uh, all that. So, Oh, hey, Thanks. Robbie, yeah. by the way. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Good looking out, buddy. Thank you. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for boys and girls. Next up is injury time, which we don't really predict games because there's no games. So we're going to talk about the beers we're drinking, and then Rob and I are just going to catch up. It's going to be quite fun. Yep. And uh, we'll talk about the ibs, and we'll talk about sluts. So if you're wondering why we're not talking about sluts anymore, we talk about it on injury time. So if one wanted to find injury time, Rob, how does one go around doing that? Well, I would know because I'm a subscriber. It's only five bucks a month, right? So yep. why not? But you can find us at www.patreon.com slash the football show Ooh, Sam It's so sexy when it comes out of his voice Sam, I think I found a replacement I think I found a replacement Until next week, everybody Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton Put you in the eye And drink your rye Sam Houston Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!